Welcome to the ESBC Betting and Financial Podcast. Every business meeting has to have an outcome and a purpose. The purpose of this podcast is to make us money. Right? That's the number one purpose of the podcast. The second purpose of the podcast is to make you money using business and financial concepts, right? Straight out of the book. I have a master's degree in business and MBA. I have a master's of business science. And for the last 12 years, I've been hitting between 70 and 80% of my bets. And last year we were all able to collaborate in a way that Bernie Sanders says we can't, right? Using a capitalist system, we all collaborated to go 63.5 on NFL, almost 80% on all other sports. And the reason that's important is because 52.5%, right, is break even. So we made money. My wife hasn't uh, bought gasoline. There hasn't been any money since 2011. I counted up the other day. It's 28800 dollars right so before we get into the top stories of the week uh let's talk about the podcast now we did a phenomenal podcast with tim conway jr uh kfi largest talk radio station in los angeles he has about two million listeners and we did a great podcast with him where he talked about how his dad taught him math at the at the horse track so with that end, uh, listen to that podcast. It's one of our better podcasts with Raider Jim Martinez, who's going to come every week, and he's going to talk about the ponies, right? Uh, after today's the betting stories of the week, on Thursday, we, got, we go to Florida to Matt Bird, who is going to educate us what's going on down there. What are they doing after the George Floyd thing? get everything right on there he's anti-corruption advocate right and then on the weekend brandon first go to his page on our website ecosystems business concierge go to the mlb page where he broke down every single major league team to execute the number two rule of betting always do your research. And then uh, we're planning on a blockbuster. Maybe it'll happen, maybe it'll not, but a blockbuster uh, corruption podcast with the transit authority, billions of dollars they stole from the taxpayer. Uh, we'll also do a uh, mental health first aid kit. I am working on the top 10 rules of marriage. So if you're not married, gaining married, you're divorced, you want to listen to the top 10 rules of marriage. I've been married 18 years. My dad was married 50 years. So you'll get some insight into that. All right. And then we'll have San Diego Padres betting. And then we'll circle around to Monday where we discuss uh, another reason why Adam Silver should be fired as commissioner of the NBA. It's not just the China thing. It's a series of issues that he has that he should be fired. Uh, we'll talk about the bubble, what's going on in the bubble. 
and then Tuesday will circle back to a hardcore financial podcast where we attack income inequality and we teach you about business and finance and we tie it in we tie in the stock market uh we tie it tie in private equity we tie in decision science fundamental science technical analysis we bring all that to show you how to bet on games all right and then we come back to the two guys who uh been making me money for four years now. Salesman think short term, businessman think long term, and uh, it's what have you done for me lately? And these guys, ninety five percent of people do not have the capacity to change. These guys are constantly changing and making adjustments. All right, we have first we have the PhD of the Philadelphia Eagles. Somebody asked me actually a couple of people, why do you call him the PhD of the Philadelphia Eagles? All right, what is a PhD? You write a dissertation about something that you have an expertise and you've been tracking your whole life. He's been tracking the Philadelphia Eagles his whole life. What's the result of that, right? The result of that is that I had 70 to 80% on Philadelphia Eagle games throughout the last four years. That means a lot of money, right? Because 52.5% is break even. And Greg Wolf, who's a contributor on the Tuesday Financial Podcast, he's an option trader, a registered representative, He's invented certain parts of behavioral economics, says that when you have inside information on a security, right? Because when you bet on a game, it's a security. When you have inside information, it is illegal because you're an unfair advantage. Brandon first knows the Philadelphia so well, right? He knows so much about them that he gives you insight that's legal because he's not on the Philadelphia Eagles. But it, it's such a level of information, such value, right? That it's almost like getting inside information. That's why we make so much money of what comes out of this man's mouth. And then joining him tonight is the 2016 Junior College Tennis Coach of the Year. He's equally feared by his team, his opponents, everybody around him. I went to one of his tennis matches. He said, they, people said, oh, you look like him. And they all looked afraid. He's, he's a guy who has 100% control of his team. He knows how to put teams together. He's a coach. All of us are either spectators or participants. The highest point may be high school. This man is coaching college. He puts teams together. So again, he gives us inside information, right, about how the coaches think that what comes out of his mouth, the knowledge that comes out of his mouth, it's almost illegal because of so much money that you can make out of it, right? So without further ado, we have the dynamic duo tonight, Brandon First and Brandon Lupian, 2016 College Coach of the Year. How's everyone doing? It's good. It's 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 Wednesday, and it's it's that time of the week that we, once again, kind of you know, reset the table and put everything that we're going to put into effect in here in a couple of weeks. And that's the that's the main thing is, as we continue down this road. I think I said it in the last at the end of the last podcast. After three or four months of absolutely no sports and nothing, there's a chance where we're going to 
We're going to, the cable companies are going to need to send us another remote that has like a three-way previous channel. Because you're going to have to watch baseball. Uh, you're going to have to watch MLB or uh, uh, NBA. And you're going to have to watch the NHL. And God forbid you're a soccer fan. God forbid you're a golf fan. Because I don't know if they can do the, the old four-way or five-way. I mean, it's going to be so much. And Wednesday, this podcast is kind of, this is the only sports ge- podcast that we do that covers all the sports that we talk about in one podcast. Normally, every podcast that we do is a, uh, is a focus on one. And this right here is going to be um, pretty much all of them. Uh, for the moment, it will be Wednesday until football season gets in, and then we'll move it to Saturday, as we've noted. And of course, when we do roll around to uh, getting betting, we're gonna we're gonna be keep keep an eye out on our Twitters because we're gonna be sharing a Google spreadsheet that that gives you 100% transparency. We don't hide behind a paywall. We don't sit here and make excuses. Um, we just make money. So. That's what we're here to do. If you don't believe it, you can, you'll be able to look at the spreadsheets. Um, we made it so much easier. Last year it was, hey, look at our Twitter picks, but then it was too hard to go back and all that. So, okay, fine. Here, it's all going to be right there for you. We do all the work for you. Um, so very excited. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's always fun to be here with Brandon, the killer bees. Hey, absolutely. And that might be the new name for the show, but you know what? It's Wednesday. I, I always look forward to um, because it's more of a reiteration of what happens from Wednesday to Wednesday for y'all and um, us doing our research weekly, us picking up on top stories of the week weekly. Um, we're a service provider more or less for ourselves, but for y'all. So I look forward to Wednesdays every night, every evening. Um, I have a great co-host uh, at First Report on Twitter, and I'm at Portland76 on Twitter. You could find us. You could comment us, enjoy the show, provide value. We're not hiding behind anything, as my host said. We're not hiding behind a paywall. Our picks are for real. Uh, we're transparent with everything we say. We back up everything we say. And when it comes down to it, our listeners are happy as much as we are because our results speak for themselves. Moving forward, okay, um, we're talking MLB. We're talking a little NFL. We're going to talk about a little NBA and whatever just might happen to pop up on Twitter in the last 30, 40 minutes is kind of like where we're addressing stuff. But to start off, let's start off with this Bob Nightingale tweet. And I text this to Mr. Brandon first earlier this week and it's a tweet that says the MLB season shortened to 60 games which will bring more of a baseball playoff methodology in the words of Angels manager Joe Madden expect a re-emphasis of bunting hit and runs and stolen bases yes my kind of hashtag old school baseball and while we were up there we're talking about this and we're talking about a lot of things that we probably should have saved for, for after we push that record button. But it's funny how we're speaking on this and Brandon, you say Joe Madden is the type of manager that when you expect, you get the unexpected. Then, we, then I was like a whole lot like Josh's word 
uh, Belichick, <laughs> right, out in New England Patriots. And they're going for the gusto. It's a shortened season. So, yeah, I could see where he's coming from in a playoff mentality. And I love old school baseball. Um, what, do you, what do you think? You know, for me, it's, it's a multitude of things, a, a multitude of factors, but it all boils down to the pitching staff. Okay. So at the beginning of the season, um, this pre-60 games, they're going to have 30 players active. And at a point in the season, we're going to go down to 28. And at another point, we're going down to 26. And that's where we'll end at 26. So by the end of the season, it won't be these extended rosters. And believe me, I know you think, oh, 26 to 30. Four roster spots is, is massive in baseball. Um, so what, early on in these games, you're going to see coaches or managers treat it as if it's, you know, you're the home team in a five-game series and you lost game one. Game two starters got a short leash. Um, we're looking at a team, hey, we lost, you know, we lost the last series at home um, and we lose the first two games here. You can't afford to go one and four in a five-game stretch right here and there. And we, we, sit, in, or we sit in a situation where – in July, it's we all feel it. It's hot. Normally, we're starting in March. Can you imagine being in St. Louis? Ooh, Chicago. Can you imagine being in St. Louis and on turf? But back to yeah, your exactly spot, the weather. It's 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 rough. And but conversely, it takes it doesn't take as long to get stretched out for these pitchers. So normally, we see pitchers early on. You maybe see them go in the seventh inning their first in the first month or two. Now they're expected, their bodies, now it will be warmer, but in their heads, it's kind of like, you know, you, and even horse racing, I'll bring it back to horse racing. There's a difference between a, a seven furlong horse race, uh, a horse and a mile and, a, and an eighth horse. That mile and eighth horse knows I'm perfectly fine middle of the pack. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? You, if you're perfectly fine middle of the pack this year, you might blink and you're middle of the pack and the season's over. Right. So we go back to getting off to quick starts and the schedule came out and, and I looked at bookends, the beginning and ends. And one thing was incredibly apparent. The, this is the first year, obviously going to be the only year that it's the, the schedules are, I'm going to, I'm going to call them incestuous. Okay. Okay. It's central versus central and, and West versus West. It's all those region. And you're going to have those teams that, Maybe you already had on the docket before this craziness started, and now, oh, we don't need to go crazy um, and, and scout these other teams. So there's going to be an onus on these interdivisional games and the teams that can beat, especially in the Central, you have three lame ducks. You got the Tigers, Pirates, and Royals. Teams that play the best against those three teams will win the division, period, whichever their American League or uh, uh, National. national. Right. Yeah. We look in the East with the Yankees having pretty much, if they have a lead heading into September, okay, who's playing for the wild card? Because they have like eight out of their final 14 games are against the Royals or, uh, or I'm sorry, no, against the, um, Orioles. Uh, the Orioles and yeah. the team that they just crush. Right. And then we look for the Padres. We look out West and we're, we have to feel a little, I look at it on two sides. We only play the Astros three times, which is the bare minimum. You can play a team. Right. And in the final 14 games or 14 days of the season, the Padres have three days off. That is a oasis at the end of a drought. 
but will it matter? It's what it all comes down to. It's going to be the first time ever we go into September and nobody's mathematically eliminated. This is the ultimate Kentucky Derby at five furlongs and just 25 horses just running towards a person. And going back to Joe Madden's point, the, the onus to win not only series, but games. It used to be, hey, hey, win series. Let's take two out of three. You win two out of three every single uh, – every older. series – you're, you're one of the best teams in baseball ever. Yeah. You know, this year it's got to be, hey, um, we might need to focus on the whole, like, just winning of games because there's a lot of weird stuff in the schedule. I look at out east, the Mets and Phillies don't play until uh, – or uh, finish up, and they're done by the time September rolls around. Little things like that that we're going to have to take advantage of. And But the best part about it is we have something actually concrete instead of labor negotiations that really none of us really knew what was going on. You know, labor negotiations, leave that to the professionals, leave that to Tony Clark, leave that to um, the commissioner. But with that small ball onus on Joe Madden, of all people, we're going to look at lesser runs scored probably. We're going to look at um, probably having to go deeper into bullpens and whatnot. Even with that rule where a, uh, a really pitcher has to face three batters, you know, and you're struggling and you're, you're having to defend bunts and you're having to uh, – who knows where those guys are at. Yeah, they're, they're all pro ball players, but they don't – you had a shortened spring training. You're having to defend bunts a little bit more. And we're just talking about against the angels and we're talking about an angels team that those dudes love the swing it. You're not going to ask Mike Trout to bunt. You're going to bring Shohei Otani across the Pacific and tell him to lay one down. I think not just with those guys, but with ball players in general, these guys just don't know how to bunt and use that and, and use that value in it. Joe Madden's an old school manager that's had to adjust his, his style to this new kind of game, this analytics game where it's, hey, swing and, and go for that gap versus sacrifice the out to move the guy over. Um, I've always been an old school guy. I love college bat baseball, watching it. So I won't be surprised when I see Joe Madden tell his guys, hey, lay three, three straight bunts down. Let's get those guys over with no outs and, and get that runner at, at third and see what that fourth batter could get, you know? I'm excited to see it. I will I say, um, when it does come it to small ball, it, it's not necessarily – I mean, bunts are definitely a factor. Right. Um, but it, I, I look at other things, especially with Joe Madden. What he's going to do against the shift, because um, there's going to be a lot more shifts, but mainly I think one of the best plays in all of baseball is the hit and run. If hit you run. can weaponize the hit and run, if you yeah. have a guy who's up there – and can place the ball, um, and you can manipulate the defensive um, alignment pretty much. Right. It's, it's, yeah. it's pretty much over. Now, maybe in the 90s, every team had two or three of those guys who could play hit and run. I remember, I mean, obviously Tony Gwynn is Tony important, Gwynn. but there was a guy, um, he wasn't near, not nearly as heralded, but incredible contact hitter, Bill Miller. Um, and he was just a guy – who just went up there, you tell him, hey, hit that ball. You could put like the, a bullseye out in left center, say, hey, that he'd, he'd be the highest, he'd be the highest score um, if that was a sport. He's just a great contact hitter. 
And that's what baseball needs. Now, maybe there's eight or 10, not on a team now, but in all of baseball that can really do that. And those players are focused on, hey, we don't play hit and run because that ball, it's a lot easier if you just square it up and it goes over the fence because then we just jog. Everything's about launch angles. Yeah, I'm tired of launch angles. I'm over it. But you know, you you brought up a you brought up Bill Miller, you brought up Tony Gwynn, and we could probably name off a couple of other guys, maybe like Rod Carew. Oh yeah. Um, a Cal Ripken that could call their own hit and run against the manager's wishes with a guy on run in, in on base. I can't name one person. Maybe you can. That, that could call his own hit and run. Uh, a, a contact hitter, a gap hitter. Um, also, it, it matters where this guy's in the, in the lineup as well and who's in front of him and who, who may or may not be on base because well, on base that's the thing. Are, right, no one's on base. <laughs> or if you do have, say, say we do have a guy, like say a Mike Trout would be a guy I could think could do that. Okay. Now – now in my in Joe Madden's head now as much as he loves to get rolling you don't want Mike Trout on base with a runner on second because you know what's going to happen they're going to intentionally walk him right and 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 you don't want that so the, the the philosophy has changed to the point now where those players that can do the hit and run the teams that have them don't want them to because they they figure like I said Everyone's in, you know, those players, they say, oh, you step up to the plate, you're in scoring position. Right, and don't right. get me wrong, chicks dig the long ball, but, <laughs> I mean, we, we have – this is a 60-game season, and we've seen it. I've seen the, the live BP and uh, stuff like that in the at-bats. Some of these batters, and I'm talking major league really good batters, are, are looking silly early on. And a lot of players say, hey, you know, it takes me 30, 40 games to get comfortable. Well, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 you got 15 games to pull your head out of your ass if that's the case. Right. And just, just to address the ladies of the audience, because there are some, and we're trying to grow that end of our audience. Ladies, at First Report on Twitter, at Portland76er on Twitter, Tweet us how much you love the long ball. I want that conversation. All right? I want that conversation. Awesome. It was a 90s thing. I wonder if it's still the 2020. Do chicks still dig the long ball? You know what? If not, let us, let us know what you dig now. I have an yes. idea. I won't put it out there. <laughs> um, and if it's not in my um, repertoire of moves – Inform me. I'll try it out, right? <laughs> I everything once. Right? Okay, here we go. This is interesting. And um, I, I've never really been a David Price fan as the ball player. But David Price as the person, um, amazing. This dude hasn't pitched. Has he thrown a, a pitch for the Dodgers? No. No. But yet, he's put the onus on himself to pay the Dodgers, darn Dodgers organizational minor leaguers uh, uh, some kind of money. I'm wondering how he's doing it, whether he's Venmoing these kids or, or what. But this dude puts the onus on himself to pay the Dodgers organization minor leaguers. 
on top of he's pulling himself out of this 60 game shortened season it, it it really says a lot about the person um one whatever the risk factors or whatever the reasons he's pulling himself out family financial uh as far as the extending contracts for future seasons for himself, whatever those reasons are, still to kind of uphold his word and pay for these minor leaguers' salary says a whole lot about him, probably a whole lot. And this isn't a recruiting plug for Vanderbilt baseball, but that's where he was. And that's where I first saw this kid just throw BBs, College World Series. But, it, it you know, and, and – where he's just kind of developed that morale about himself or those characteristics of, I don't know him like that, but my goodness, I've never been a fan of his, but I'm a fan of him as the person. And we talked last week about being a coach and coaching the person before the player. This is a person looking out for the rest of the persons that are trying to be players in the major league baseball. Hats off to David Price in my mind. I wish he would play, but you know what? I respect his decision not to for whatever reason, um, other factors there may be than what's out there in media. Well, you know, I, I completely agree. And, you know, from the onset of this, and I, I was actually just kind of looking it up, I do believe that he came out and said, yes, I'm going to do that. I think a couple of days after the Dodgers kind of took the hint and said, okay, thank you, but we're going to do it. I mean, the oh, Dodgers no. make a ton of money. Um, now, did it happen? Who knows? That's another story. Unfortunately, you know, the minor league plate has, and I, I, I've, it's honestly been in my own, in my own backyard. I mean, all summer I was focused on it, focused on it. And then all of a sudden it was like, Hey, baseball's back. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go chase the, chase the car, you know, and I kind of completely forgot about it. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to it, but you know, um, with the, I think a lot with David Price and obviously I don't want to speak for him and I don't know the guy. Yeah. The fact that he, he paid those or offered to pay those players, he's walking away from $11.8 million for 60 days of work. Okay. Right. Um, you, I mean, you can tell me whatever you got to do. You pay me almost $12 million for 60 days of work. I will do a lot anyways. Um, but I've said from the outset of this, it is on the onus of the person. And I don't take it this way or that way. What you decide to do with this, this is a personal health issue. This is not, I can't sit here and say, Oh, David price shouldn't be worried about it because Brandon first isn't worried about it. Not to say right, that right. I am but just, yeah. For example, you can't put that on somebody. And I think another part of this, too, could be, and this might come off as a little selfish on the player part, and I don't know if this is the case for David Price, but maybe some of these guys don't want to take the chance that is a lottery or a jackpot that is a 60-game season. At the end of the day, these, these stats are on the back of your baseball card. Now, David right. Price isn't, isn't going into free agency, and then I think he's got three more years left. But okay. that's something, hey, well, you had an ERA of 5.5 in 2020. Well, it's only 60. Yeah, but you had an ERA of 5. Point. Those are things, hey, we'll take $2 million off because you dropped it. These are things that now, conversely for Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts doesn't have this opportunity because oh. if Mookie Betts does sit out, then he plays with the Dodgers all next year and gets to go uh, and, and then goes to free agency then next year. So he's got to yeah. play. 
Um, and when, it, when you do look at the price situation, it affects the Dodgers, obviously, and obviously it affects betting. That's a front-line starter. It, oh, 100%. But the thing yep. with the Dodgers is they're one of those teams that they don't want this to happen. David Price is better than whatever they're going to throw in front of it. But now this opens up now a little less contention in the locker room between guys like Julio Urias and, you know, Ross Stripling and, and Dustin May, everyone's favorite, favorite carrot top. Okay, now they, those guys can try and slot behind. And David Price is looking at this. He's getting paid no matter what. Obviously not this year, but after this. Right. You know, this isn't the NFL where the offseason they go, hey, you know, we, we got Dustin May who will be a number three. We're just going to cut, cut our losses and you're gone. If that happens, they're paying David Price no matter what. So David Price has a chance now to kind of sit back and say, look, I love the Dodgers. I've done, like you said, amazing things for this franchise. But I'm not going to, for whatever reason it is, I'm not going to come. I'm not going to play. And a lot of these players, and pitchers included, you go through the regulations of what it takes to pitch during this and the regulations. I don't know. You watch a game and how many times those pitchers go to their mouths and then go to their um, their things. And it's it's quick. Right. Now they have to take a wet rag out. Where does that go? What is that on the ground? Then it's dirty. I don't know. What, what's but in I, that wet rag? What's in uh, that wet what's, rag? It would, I would assume it would be water. Of, it's pretty much to stop you going there. It's to get your fingers moist. Yeah, you but who, says who says that's not an illegal substance either? 100%. Right? 100%. It is – it's going to affect a lot of things. It's going to and, – and when we do look at the price thing with betting, yeah. betting lines, right now the Dodgers are not a valuable team. Okay? Yes, I can sit here and I can tell you they're going to win two out of three games all the time. That money isn't going to pay for itself. Because right. the, money, the, the lines are going to be so heavily skewed. Now, now they, they go to Houston. Okay. Now, maybe Anaheim is on a bit of a run and they play. Then maybe we could see some value there. But right now, they're minus 10,000, minus 1,000 to win the division. So, you got to bet um, something like uh, $100 to win 10 at right. this point. And it's just, there's no value there. No. But with David Price, it's, not gonna, it's still not going to drop them down to a valuable number. But it could affect other teams in terms of the Diamondbacks. Who knows? Maybe the Padres number moves a little bit because right now it's so early. I think the lines makers are it's kind of like everyone just got flashbanged. Everyone's kind of trying to get their bearings. What is next? What is and next? For baseball, it's it's what I've said from the onset of this. It's veteran teams and veteran leadership, veteran managers. Dodgers you just both those. Sorry, the yes. Dodgers the Dodgers just lost both those. They did. Right? They did. But they still, it's kind of, I mean, they still are the best team, I believe, in the National League. Okay. Now, it is, it is, a, is a roll of the dice. It's 60 games. And, and we don't know. This isn't done yet. There no. could be players that opt out. Um, there, are, there are situations where I've seen some very, we talked about it earlier, where the Giants practiced all weekend. Okay, waiting on tests. Seems highly irresponsible. What's the point of doing these tests now? Okay, it sucks that they didn't get there on time. But if you, if they came back, oh, uh, three people got tested positive, you have to assume, oh, shit, here we go. 
we got to shut everything down. And they did, but they came back all positive. Thank goodness. And everything's been positive in terms of, you know, the, the things that have come back, but there's still just that lingering. It, it's almost a little too good to be true right now. Um, and I think that might lead us into what other, what we're going to talk about later, but it's, it's still there. It's still kind of lurking on the outside, the kind of big bad wolf. We might've maybe moved. They can't tell if we moved to the second house or the third house, hopefully the third house, but I think the second house we're going to see. Well, as we talked about Christ pulling himself out, there has been talk about Mike Trout pulling himself out. Um, our local guy, Tommy Pham, hasn't taken in a professional lap bat as a Padre, other than in early spring training, tested positive for COVID. What does that do for our roster moving forward? Guys are going to have to step up. He's going to have to go through another testing protocol prior to coming back and being able to work out. There are, it's not over. As we, as, as we address later on, we're going to talk about some NBA and some other guys. Who knows who might be pulling out or testing positive or which, uh, which rookie on that taxi squad is going to be irresponsible, get out, get infected, and what's it going to do to a clubhouse? But I'm happy baseball's back. It's unfortunate that it's a shortened season, but that's the life we're all living right now. Um, you you brought up the MLB schedule early, as far as far as looking at the front end and the back end. Um, I'm excited. The Padres and the Diamondbacks are leading off day one, are ending day one uh, of the televised baseball games. Um, I'm excited to see that game. I'm excited to know who is going to start that game. Um, and that's going to lead us to what we do best, um, making picks against, right, moving forward and um, making us money as well as making our listeners uh, money as well. Anything else on the MLB schedule you want to add? Before we just, move on to some, just uh, just because you kind of uh, you know kind of jog something with the Dodgers, uh, the Padres, and Diamondbacks to start it off. Yeah. I think that's very interesting because I think those are the two teams that are going to compete for the second um, second spot. Challenge I mean, obviously, them. everyone's going to challenge in terms of everyone. No one's yeah. the Dodgers aren't going to win by more than like five or six games, so it will be close towards the end, but. I, I think a wild card is or second place is probably these two what they're going to be fighting what for, yeah. and the fact that they start off, um, I think that's kind of cool. We talk a lot about you know oh from game one to one sixty two it's a lot different. Well, it's not going to be that that much that that really that much the case this year, right? Um, and uh, it's it's exciting and it's it's great because like I said, this is what we do best. I think. A lot of sports podcasts have kind of going, gone into a, a, a hibernation with everything that's going on. We're, we, we've only pumped up everything up. And, you know, when baseball rolls around daily, we're going to give you three picks. So you. You, got, you got 21 picks a day or a week, a, a chance to make money. And, and that's the key. And that's something that I can't wait for. And that's zero. We're giving you zero dollars, right? Just three picks, you know? Um, Thank you. Moving forward, thank you. Really, thank you. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you, Mr. Brandon, first for that. Amazing. Um, 
a little bit of heat going on in the NFL, but quiet heat. It's unfortunate um, with today's social going ons, I guess you could say, in, in, in the world and more closely in the United States. It's unfortunate because I, I, I do like this person. You just switched the hat. I got to put it on. We're you got to put it on. I got to put it on. You got to put it on. And you know what? I love this guy. He's a, he's a native SoCal, Long Beach, Poly legend. Deshaun Jackson, unfortunately, came out, quoted Hitler with some anti-Semitic uh, tweets. And it's really unfortunate. Uh, but it's also a little, I don't know if unfair is the right word, because a lot of NFL stars have chosen to uh, take a blind eye and not say anything on Twitter. And where's my guy, Josh? He disappears because when it was Drew Brees, mm -hmm. all I heard Josh say was, he's got to be listening to the podcast with Bird, you know? And um, rightfully so, I think Deshaun Jackson needs to take a listen to our podcast, to that podcast, and and show some sensitivity and, and sympathy toward the audience he, he uh, man, is attacked too much of a word, but addressed. But um, that's your guy. I, I still like the guy. Um, I don't want to say I respect what he did, but I do respect him as a person. And it's another way to just kind of address a lot of feelings. And I think we spoke on that with that Drew Brees talk as far as those feelings and moving forward to opening up the room, right, for change. Your guy, uh, you know, of, of all places in the city of brotherly love where they, hold, they have no holds barred to, to what comes out of their mouth. And um, I don't want to say we've heard this before from a, a Philadelphia player, but Cooper, your guy Cooper, along the same lines. And I'm sorry, he may not be your guy, but, if, you know, he was an eagle, right? But your guy Cooper, you know, and, and you know what? That guy kind of squashed really fast, too. Um, and, and this just isn't really addressed enough, I don't think, but there's some some sports commentary that have really addressed it. Um, yeah, he definitely needs to listen to our to the podcast with um, Bird. And um, your thoughts on Deshaun Jackson before we get going? You know, I I, I love Deshaun Jackson. Mm -hmm. um, to, to quote, so do I. Um, to quote that I think he was the therapist from A Silver Lining. Uh, oh, Deshaun Jackson's the man. You know that that I love that part in the movie. That Silver Lining, it's great. And I, I always look at the people as athletes and players, or yep. as athletes and people. People. Um, I, I, I'd love to watch LeBron James play basketball. Um, I don't want to hear his thoughts on things because I think he's hypocritical, but that's fine. Deshaun Jackson, I, I, I don't think we could put it in the same context with Drew Brees. Look, with Drew Brees said to some people was racist um, and that's fine but it wasn't wholeheartedly um, 
to ever like this what deshaun jackson did and said when i saw it i was appalled i mean we're we're it's it's 2020 and i know this country isn't amazing and and there are a lot of people who are suffering and and fighting the good fight right now yep wait is it an attack you know i I I think it's a stew i think it's stupid yeah. And I think honestly what it is, and I hope that what comes out of this is that is that Deshaun and, and maybe somebody else, I think it came from a place of ah, oh, I don't know what else to do. It's a it's a I fight hate with hate. I fight yeah. fire with fire. Okay. Yeah, and um it's it's tough because I can't sit here and and say oh deshaun jackson he should lose his job and all this stuff because i don't think that's the way we grow as human beings right i genuinely believe that deshaun jackson knew that he was wrong oh yeah i heard his apology 100 percent. but we live in this cynical world and i do it too i don't care what he says he could be on his in my room right now on, on and i'd still be like here's your lawyer write that up for you but at the end of the day there was a group of people that while other groups have, are, are being oppressed and that's fine. That's, that's another topic that has nothing to do with what happened here with Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. This is a group of people that really since the beginning of our, I guess, cultural history have been persecuted. And this is just another example of, it's almost, I feel like it's a kick in the sand. Okay, we, if you do want to do your own research, feel free to, everything before Corona, if you want to see late 2019, early 2000, or 2020, what was going on in New York City, the anti-Semitic movement was moving alarmingly quick, and I don't know, we've all been, I guess, distracted, or maybe it stopped, I don't know, but it was scary. And this, distracted. this is the first I'm hearing it. Oh, so it's, it's, me, it's scary stuff, and we see it currently with the lockdown to the point where, I mean, temples and and Orthodox uh, temples are being padlocked to the point where nobody can go in Mm. and and they're being treated differently, but that's for another one. But the main point of Deshaun Jackson, why it's such a big deal. And I think he knows this, but we're talking about a group of people and in our generation's lifetime that were herded up, because of what they believe in and killed yeah and if you know about the world war ii and and if you really know what the final solution is it will break your heart because all the final solution is is the last year and a half when hitler and the german and the nazis knew they were losing their war and they said, we have to kill as many as yeah. possible so that we get rid of the evidence. Right. Okay. Just get rid of the evidence. Just to, just to, I mean, just, we're, we're on a whole. It's not, it's not even to justify actions. It's just to get rid of evidence. And, wow. and th- when Deshaun Jackson quotes a man yeah. who inspired that type of hate, it's fighting hate with hate. And, from where we were, um, from when we were talking about Drew Brees, and 
uh, we f I feel like we are so off topic from, from where we were on Memorial Day, from where we were a week after what happened with George Floyd. I feel like we're talking about everything but what needs to be talked about. And it's, yeah. and it's, it's not, you know, Jewish people's fault that they got dragged into this or anything. And I don't even think it's the same thing. I don't want it to be brought into the same thing because it's hate. And that's all it was. Um, I don't, and, and I know, I understand I'm saying this as an Eagle fan, so it's going to sound biased. I don't think Deshaun Jackson should lose his job. I don't think he should be cut. I don't think he should be canceled, if you will. No, I don't. I, don't, I totally agree with that. I, but there, there's yeah. a, right, let me interject this real quick. Hold on, hold on, Josh. Hold on, Josh. Because there's guys that have worn that Eagles uniform that have said uh, worse. So Josh, come on in. Listen. Yeah, no, no, no. Just You're coming quick, in on relief. I interject that. You're coming in on relief. Yeah. Coming out of the bullpen. Coming out of the bullpen. One pitch. No, they don't allow that anymore, right? So no, one, no. you don't get one pitch. You got three batters. <laughs> yeah. So make them the best three at-bats right now. No, I'm going to make on. people pop up with this, and then uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it unintentional intentional. But for people that can watch the stream, I'm holding up a book. Actually, it's a great book. Everybody should read. Uh, People's History of the United States, Deshaun Jackson, Drew Brees, should read this book. And I used to have an old teacher from Alabama, Rod Patrick. And the first day, one of the greatest teachers that I ever had, Rod Patrick, Alabama. You stop by this, Alabama, Alabama, Crimson, Tide. Roll Tide. He was like, you can ask me any question anytime. I'll give you my phone number, my cell number. Call me at 2 in the morning. I'm up. Four in the morning, call me at any time. And you can even talk to my wife. My wife is more educated than me. I got one doctorate degree. My wife has two. And you can talk to her and ask her any question you want. However, she's going to ask you one thing. And I'm going to ask you one thing. And if you answer in the negative, we will not answer any of your questions. And the first question is, did you read the book? <laughs> if the answer is no, to keep your mouth shut, read the book, right? And uh, it's obvious that Drew Brees and Deshaun Watson have not been reading books. Since they have not been reading books, they either just shut their mouths. LeBron, this goes for LeBron too. Either shut their mouths or read the book. Or get advice from somebody like us who read books, have a bookcase back. And, and that's, that's what's going on. If you have not read the book, because they've been reading the playbook, right? And they've been uh, targeting teams since March, like Ben Raslap at Houston Baptist, doing tweaks, targeting teams are going to play during the season. They haven't been reading the books. Or so if you haven't been reading the book. books, you're going to make a fool out of yourself like uh, all these guys have, you know, Drew Brees, Deshaun Jackson, all of them. So that, that's, all I, that's my one pitch. Read the book. If you not, say, keep your mouth shut. You don't want to say listen to the podcast? I would say push it. Push it. You got better too. Push it. Nah, but read the book. Read the book right now. <laughs> There's no sports going on. Read the book. <laughs> I actually rather them read the book than listen to the podcast. You're not gonna understand the podcast if they haven't read the book. So read the oh, book first. Oh. So you can understand the podcast. That's your albatross. <laughs> right? Salesmen think short term, <laughs> businessmen think long term. I want them to appreciate the podcast, so I'd rather them read the book first. I, I, I love how you pulled the albatross out because we have, during a full NFL season, 
pulled the albatross on the the spread, the money line, and the over under. And my guy Josh is yelling me over tweets or texts during the week that to the number one leading sport to bet on with a 75.1% is the NFL, which we're at a consistent 63% win percentage, right? 52.5 is breaking even. The number two sport, which we ended on a massive hot – I'm going to exclude myself because I was in the middle of my season. I'm going to say these two gentlemen here were on massive fire. 42.6% betters bet on the NBA, and these guys were lighting it up. And third, um, not third in betting, but they were also lighting up NCAA basketball which 24.6% uh, percentage betters bet by sport. So NFL season's coming, up, uh, coming out. That's the bread and butter. These guys have been on fire for NBA. And, and the NBA season's coming up, is approaching, and we're going to get into that. And these guys just lit up college basketball for y'all. And if, it's, and if, if you're not going to take my word for it, listen to the past podcast. Go back and relive those moments where these guys were just, what's the word that you stay, uh, sewer skies in fuego? Yes. Right? You guys were just freaking in fuego with those NBA and NCAA picks. We, Remember, yeah, we got together once and uh, we called the San Diego Fire Authority to try to do a welfare check on uh, cool his ass off. report because we thought he was yep. on fire. Cool his ass off. <laughs> Literally. Cool. Cool his ass off. But we, we talked about moving forward with MLB. Yes, we are providing three picks um, a week. No, a day. A day. A day. 21 yeah, picks. All the sports are good. We're going to help people keep track of everything. 20, 21 picks a week. Um, I brought up that 75.1% of betters bet on the NFL. We're moving into um, some Deshaun Jackson talk. Um, Drew Brees talk. The only reason we talked about that is because they're NFL superstars. Um, NBA is the second most on that list, and we're getting into some NBA talk right now. And unfortunately, um, more and more superstars are pulling out. Um, a couple superstars like DeAndre Jordan and Spencer Dinwiddie of the Brooklyn Nets have tested positive for COVID. And um, while they're in recuperation, they won't be joining their teams in the bubble. And then there's going to be protocols that they're going to have to adhere to and, and pass to even think about going to the bubble. But regardless, they, they're just pulling themselves out. Davis Bertrands, uh, the other than – you know Bradley Beal, the wizard of the Washington Wizards. Davis Bertrands is next in line as far as superstars go for the Wizards. He's pulling himself out, not because he tested positive, not because he's injured, but because of risk of what could happen future earnings. Um, he is an he is a free agent at the end of this season, shortened season by means, um, and he's going to go in following 
this season on a clean slate, being able to re- to negotiate a higher end of of a contract without having to risk anything in this shortened season. Trevor Ariza of the Blazers has pulled himself out so that he could um, deal with some family situations in regards to his son and custodial issues. Avery Bradley, we brought up in the past, pulled himself out of the Los Angeles Lakers um, team. MLB's been kind of quiet other than individual guys uh, pulling themselves out or some guys addressing social injustices. But um, yeah, let's uh, let's talk a little NBA because that's uh, that's next in line along with NBA, MLB. And you guys were on fire making picks. Where are we at? Yeah, you know, it's we 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 talked about it on Monday, and and that's our NBA podcast, and we, mm. we get closer. Um, and it does seem like each and every week there are players opting out. Now, I don't know. I mean, at this point they might just have open tryouts in Orlando. I don't know who the hell is going to play for the Wizards. They weren't good to begin with. And then you lose uh, uh, Bradley Beal. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they're it's going to be rough when they get there. They have eight games. I mean, I still was surprised that they were they were invited, but they needed to bring an extra East Coast team, I assume. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's – I look at the bubble, okay? We have three different – I guess, train or ways of going about it that we're going to go about it. You have the NHL plan, which is two hub cities. So I guess two bubbles, if you will. Um, And then of course the Orlando bubble and then Mm -hmm. major league baseball, which is hey regional play. um, uh, And then we'll do it at your home stadium. No, no fans anywhere. With what we've seen, obviously the NBA, we MLS has done the same thing. Now, MLS tonight is the night um, that is the MLS's back tournament. It started tonight. Four or five days ago, FC Dallas, one of the, I mean, I believe they were the one of the first teams ever created. I think they were called yeah. something else in, uh, no, uh, back in right. the beginning. You're right. You're right. Yeah, and they are not there. They, they pulled out. And there were, the, one of the scariest things that I saw from the MLS side was, was teams showing up to Orlando fine. Right. And then five or six days in, now they're testing positive. It's just in the bubble. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and I have to imagine that I, I think the NBA season's gonna go through and I, it's the LeBron effect. I mean, he, LeBron will not have to sit out. I think if he gets coronavirus, it'll be hidden away like the um the uh the holy grail in um uh temple uh, the temple of doom. You know, it's mm-hmm. just not gonna happen. They're not going to let that happen, but there are going to be players during this run because we only play eight games in this bubble. Yeah, okay, it doesn't seem like a lot. But some some team's going to have to win four games over, you know, whatever, those four rounds. And it's going to be, you know, the second season, as they call it. And the same thing for the NHL. But in, in the NBA, it's – I think it's on the onus of the players to really want to do this. Um, it's – like I said, like we talked about with David Price, I don't think anybody can judge anybody for doing this. This is a personal health situation. Um, you can you can think it's not that big of a deal, and you cannot. You could be Jim Harbaugh, you know, who thinks, oh, you know, we're, we'll be fine, you know, or you could be other people who 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 really don't want this to happen. Um, it's 
I think the ultimate wait and see. We'll see what's going on. And I think overall the NBA is this season is going to be harder to win the title because it's so weird. And it's going to be a lot of who gives it their all. Who's the team that, that goes, you know, we have everyone here. We're right. 100% in. Who's, who's all there? Who's not thinking about, oh, shoot, you know, my, I didn't, my girlfriend, or I missed my FaceTime with my girl, or, you know, <laughs> is my girl okay? She had a doctor's appointment with the baby. I haven't seen right. her, you know, little things like that. You know, a lot of, a big difference between the, an average and a great player is very, very mental. And if you got something kind of blocking that, it, it could be it could be tough to deal with. And if you're not 100% there, don't don't be there, as they say. Are you talking about Mamba mentality? 100%. It has, and I mean, I I think Mamba mentality is like the this what you strive for. I you, yeah. you really have to be a special human being. Like that's like a like the you get like a one Mamba mentality power up. A, a lifetime like you can strive for it for the rest of your life but you're only going to get it once unless you're a superhuman but in yeah. terms of like you said the mob mentality of whatever it is bash whatever obstacles are in your way and all that stuff and if you're not there don't it it, it, it because at the end of the day like you talked about what if what if you go out boom you you tear your knee up like amari stoudemire did and and you're never the same again all because of what? Because you were on the Wizards and it was the seventh of the eighth game. You've been um, uh, eliminated for the last six games. You, you're really just here because you want to take a picture outside Disney World for your kid? It's, well, it's, just, it's hard. It's hard. Well, well, here's someone that I know will be there who just signed with the Brooklyn Nets, and that's Jamal Crawford. Um, yeah. Went down today and will be in camp. So he's one of my favorite guys. You know, um, as much as I don't like isolation basketball, and that's what the NBA is, like who better other than a guy like LeBron or a guy like Kobe or a guy like Jordan? Like this guy's an underrated isolation just beast. Like give him the ball and clear out the court and let him do his thing. And he makes, he makes really good defenders look like, average defenders and i'm not saying he's a superstar and all but he's he's made a profession of of his game and he's been out there and they're picking him up because I, it looks like they want to win i mean and then they lose spencer dinwiddie right a, a shooting point guard so why not add this guy to the roster because you know this guy could just put up points off the bench he's won multiple six man's awards so well Mr. First, thank you for your insight, very knowledgeable insight. Again, with the PhD of the Philadelphia Eagles, we had Josh come in from the bullpen, myself um, addressing a couple of topics throughout the week. Mr. First, any last words or thoughts or rants or raves and just, wow. uh, you know, one day, one day closer. And, and like I said, we keep getting closer. And I think we're, I think we're actually going to get, I think we've over the, I, I, I think I've hit the tipping point. I'm over, I'm at about 55, 60% that this is going to happen. How amazing will it be in terms of talent? Well, that's another story, but we've been deprived of it for, you know, so long. 
It's all good. Um, I'm, like I said, this is my favorite show of the week. Like I said, we talked about a wide range of things and I think it's going to only get better as, you know, there's lines and the gambling or the, the betting stories are there all over the place. Right. Um, but in tonight, uh, had a, had a lot of fun. Thanks for everyone for, uh, watching, uh, definitely the Facebook people. Apparently it was our biggest one ever. So, you know, that's always good. Um, but really, really excited to get closer to make money watching sports because if you're a sports fan, um, that's really the dream. It's where it's at, right? Also, do you know, did, 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 did you hear this or did you read this? That our newest Padre edition, Jorge Mateo, tested positive for COVID? I just read I this. did not. I just read that's... this. Look, break. Interesting. Um, yeah. I... I I would just hope that they he's he they they held off, um, and he obviously hadn't had any contact with anyone there. Right, we know right, about right. Tommy Pham, um, Tommy Pham being asymptomatic. This is when you want these guys to. I mean, look, God forbid, I don't want any of these guys to get it. But right. if I mean, at least for a team wise, this is when because they're ideally, you know, it's it's a two week quarantine. It's essentially. Two negative tests. Whenever that happens, it doesn't really matter the day. It's right. two negative tests, then you can go play. Um, but Mateo is interesting because he's a former, you know, top prospect, former, uh, I think he was a Yankee farmhand. And, and he this went to the Oakland. Is, yeah. This is going to be interesting to see how they handle it, um, what they do about it. I, I wonder what they're going to do pitching-wise um, because I – they they have so many options for what they what they can do. I just don't know if the 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 best way for the long term reliability for the Padres is what they'll do. I think personally, I think you give Gore and Patino twice as many starts as Richard and Davies. Now, yeah, we might not make the playoffs or anything like that, but Gore and Patino will get a chance to make their major league debuts. And I know this kind of sucks for them, but they'll be doing it behind closed doors. No. No fans. I mean, there's we no make the playoffs, but you got a mouse in your pocket. We, you're not on the San Diego Padre. Talk about we. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> I believe me. I put enough money into that damn franchise. I'm like a minority investor at this point. Um, but uh, and they, I still haven't got my money back from opening day either. So until I get my money back from opening day, I'm I, I'm we. Damn it. But um, they they got to uh, they got some questions to answer, and they they have yes. a, it's a fork yes. in the road. It's a fork in the road, and. And Mateo, while now he's not any, he's not really on my radar, at least long-term, this situation, it'll be interesting to see how they handle it in terms of, okay, we've had him for however long and then he got tested and then he, now he's positive. What happens now? Um, the fact that it's breaking it, the fact that we know about it, I feel good because we're going to see players go on the 10-day DL. And, and unless these players sign off on it, you are, all they're told is they're on the 10-day DL. One thing that's big about that is that they're announcing it. Because well, one they have thing, consent, yeah. you guys can maybe talk about it next week, is that college football are not going to announce it. You yep. could have the starting quarterback just not show up under center and your whole defensive game plan is, is uh, screwed because yeah. you were looking for a drop back passer and they put in the, the – NCAA, yeah. NCAA has different privacy policies versus – professional oh, yeah. policies so it'd be interesting but yeah you know mr first thank you for those final thoughts it's unfortunate yeah that came out over an hour ago um another 
football player of, of our squad test positive and um, good health and, and uh, recovery to him and Tommy Pham and everybody else that have tested positive uh, for COVID um, asymptomatic, asymptomatic or not. But uh, we want to thank everyone. Um, yeah, you know, I concur with Mr. First. This is my favorite of the weekend. I'm not on many because I just don't have the time and I can't wait till NFL. It's a grind because we do that like up to midnight here in San Diego. But damn, I, that's like, it's fun, you know, and, and I look uh, forward to these seasons starting. And it's well, you forget about the world, right? You guys listen to the podcast and you yep. forget about the COVID-19. You forget about the riots. <clears throat> and you forget about the recession. The current recession we're in. COVID recession, prior to COVID recession, pre-COVID, pro-COVID recession. We're in it. Thank you to our Facebook crowd. Thank you to our Twitter crowd. Thank you to everyone that tunes in all over. Uh, we appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all. I hope you appreciate us. I appreciate these two gentlemen here uh, on, on this podcast with me. And other than that, you know, um, more news moving forward, right? More news moving forward. So, What does Steve Fisher say? Steve Fisher, he says it just like this, okay? And I think when you enjoy what you're doing, you get where you want to go. I'm the best there is.